Hey everyone, Frankie D here. Welcome to the Frankie D Show. What's going on, everyone? I'm starting up the Frankie D Show right now. I'm your host, Frankie D. Thank you. Thank you very much. Finally back to Friday. I don't know, this week actually went pretty fast for me. I I think because uh, I didn't have to work on Monday. I mean, most people didn't have to work on Monday, right? It was Memorial Day. So I didn't have to work on Monday. So yeah, I mean, once you get to like Tuesday, you're like, all right, tomorrow's already the middle of the week when you're at Wednesday. And then you're like, all right, couple more days till the weekend. So here we are back on the Frankie D Show. If anyone wants to uh, follow me on the uh, social media pages on Instagram and Twitter, it's at the Frankie D Show. So all you got to do is remember me. Also, for everyone listening right now, got some more people than usual in the beginning. Tell your freaking friends to go download the Live 365 app. Tell them to put FDRS in there. Have them listen to me on Fridays and then throughout the week. If You know, who doesn't like classic rock? When they're driving, they're like, well, I don't know what the fuck I want to listen to. Just be like, oh, put FDRS on. You can listen to all the good shit he's got on there. I actually did. I, I won't be playing it today. Next week, uh, I probably will. I got some more music, people. Woo! I know. It's been like a good three weeks, but I don't have it all in the uh, system yet. So next week it should all be in there. I got some bad company and I got some Rolling Stones. So there we go. All right. I'm going to uh, get to a song and then we'll be starting the show up. Sound good, people? All righty. Well, first up here on the Frankie D show, I think we got to go Aerosmith. Walk this way. All right, everyone. We're back to the Frankie D show. That was fun, fun, fun by the Beach Boys. Little uh, shout out to Thurman Merman there. I played deaf for him. All right, during that song, we got a call, and let's see who it is. Hello, caller. You're on the air with Frankie D. Baby Frank, can you hear me? Yo, yeah, I can hear you. You can hear me fine, right? I can. How you doing? All right, man. I'm sorry if the uh, song sounds shitty through the phone. Yeah, that's just through the phone line, through the actual app and stuff. That that should have sounded clear to everyone else. I know, like the song's coming kind of shitty through the phone. No, no, no. It was uh, it was crystal clear. I was actually listening to that song the other day, and I was trying to figure out why they wrote a song about some bitch whose idea of a good time is driving to a hamburger stand. But, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. So uh, for everyone here, we got. Uh, the one, the only, Mike Montone. Big tits. Big tits. Big tits. <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredible. You still have that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that that's like a common freaking uh, drop on here, man. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, that, that is uh, very common. I love big tits, too. So. What's that? Sorry. I, also, I do love big tits. Well, yeah, I know. I mean, you, you know, the funny thing with a lot of people is these days, I feel a lot of people turn to the ass. You know, I feel, um, I feel like a lot of people, when I was younger, it was all about the boobs. It was, And now it's like, everyone's just like, no, I'm an ass guy. I'm like, can't, isn't there room for both? Yeah, I think I think there should be room for, for both. I Generally speaking, though, I think you find that women with uh, large breasts 
also have pretty ample posteriors. Like yeah. they t- I, I, I feel like uh, there's kind of a ratio that goes hand in hand. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. And, you know, I do feel a lot of uh, chicks with uh, nice tuchuses, you know, they tend to exercise, you know, work out a lot. So, you know, it makes, they do. I, it, it makes yeah, the I, ass very I, nice. I, as much as I love big tits, I also do love a nice fat ass. I'm not certainly not. I don't want to lead anyone to, to believe that, uh, that I object to that. I might have to go back and get another drop of you with that. I do like a nice fat ass. Well, it's hard to say no to, baby Frank. <laughs> oh man! So we've got a uh, we've got a living legend on with me right now, Mike Montone. He is the host of the Savage Sack Tap, one of the best podcasts that's out there. Yes, if I, I would love to plug it quickly. If you go on, if you look for it on YouTube. You can watch the live video stream, Sack Tap Live, or find. Uh, at Mike's Golden Streams on YouTube, um, and uh, you should should be able to find it. But uh, if you look for SackTap Live on YouTube, you'll definitely find it. Yes, and for everyone that does not, well, actually, you, you don't put big. T- you used to put big tits on the live stream. I was going to say for those we of did. you who do not like big tits, you could also check them out on anywhere you listen to podcast with the Savage SackTap. Yes, the uh, I take the audio from the video stream and then release it as a podcast called the Savage Sack Tap. After that, we used to start and end every every episode of Sack Tap Live with uh, a woman with large breasts on the screen. Big but tits. YouTube, uh, after I don't know what really prompted it was very vague. I got a content strike for uh, like excessive sexuality. I think it was because of, uh, I played the, uh, the Antonio Brown masturbation video. <laughs> uh, I think it was because of that, but, um, so I, I figured the best move was just to play ball. Uh, the people at YouTube clearly believe that a woman's body is, uh, for her husband and God's eyes only. And if I'm going to stream on the platform, I, I have to accept that. So, now we begin every show uh, with a picture of uh, a woman in very conservative dress on the screen. Remind everyone uh, what oh, a woman uh, should dress like, how she should conceal herself uh, to avoid tempting men. Well, isn't that funny, though? Because you could have like one group of feminists that say that, and then you could have another group of feminists being like, no, girls should absolutely be allowed to just dress naked and stuff like that. We are proud of our bodies. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. The feminists out there who are, I guess, whatever you would call the opposite of sex positive feminists. I don't know if it's sex negative. I don't know if it works like that. But the uh, the more prudish feminists are are actually somewhat in line with um, like the the Islamic Republic of, uh, of Iran and those governments in the <laughs> Middle East. It's fascinating. Yes. Yes, it is. So what else do you talk about on, for, you know, for my listeners right now? What, what else do you talk about on the sack tap? Yeah, I mean, you did just give a pretty funny uh, description there of uh, Antonio Brown and stuff. But uh, what, what else do you talk about? Is it mostly current events? You do interviews? What, what, what do we got on there? I, I would like to do interviews. I haven't really had a chance to just because my schedule doesn't allow for the, um, the tracking down and, you know, prepping of, of guests. Um, I'm kind of kind of busy uh, in my, you know, professional and uh, personal life. So I, I just kind of keep it to about an hour, hour and a half stream every week. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I'll typically open the show with a recap of whatever has gone on in my life the previous week. I, you know, I commute through the Port Authority in Midtown Manhattan for work, and I live right in the New York City metro area. Um, and uh, you know, I'm out out and about on the scene, going out to you know, to, you know, doing fucking young people shit on the weekends, even though I'm almost forty. Um, so I usually have there usually some some points of interest to discuss, whether it's uh, a homeless man that I saw defecating down his leg walking through Times Square, or a you know a, a vagrant high on PCP threatening to cut people's hands off. Um, the, the other day, there were there, the bathroom attendant at the the bus terminal was arguing with a guy with no teeth. And each one of them was accusing the other one of being gay. And the argument was a uh, back and forth, uh, but compelling arguments made by both sides. Uh, you can listen to my, my last episode if, uh, if you really want to get into it. Uh, they, they hadn't resolved it by the time I walked away. I, I left because the gentleman with no teeth uh, said that he had a gun, uh, at which point the bathroom attendant challenged him to show him the gun, and I figured this was probably a good time to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. That uh, actually sounds extremely entertaining. I'm going to go back to your last episode now and listen to it. That is uh, that is my daily reality, commuting through the Port Authority and Midtown Manhattan and, and all of the other transportation hubs in the area, like... Uh, Newark Penn Station is a fucking disaster. Um, Penn Station in New York City is a it's a fucking shithole. Um, they're just for whatever reason, it is okay in this area for um, you know vagrants of any kind to just congregate inside public transportation hubs and do needle drugs and shit on themselves and just kind of set up shop. It's it's the weirdest. I don't know. I guess I don't know if there's enough to police it or if the government's just kind of look the other way like, ah, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's all, you know, I mean, it to to me, it seems like the government has just looked the other way. And I feel a lot of cops have looked the other way at this point, too. They're like, fuck this. We don't want to get in trouble. Sure. Yeah. Go attack. people. uh, Yeah, I don't I don't know what you do, but uh, it's it's definitely a scene every morning when I, when I commute through and then um, Times Square, that's, it's always, you know, there's always a bunch of guys out. I li- I really have seen guys walking around with just shit dripping down the back of their legs. There was a guy I was walking, it was probably over like 43rd street or so. Um, and I just saw a pair of pants sitting on the sidewalk with a mound of shit in it. Jesus. And, uh, I look up like, you know, 10 yards away, there's a guy walking away and he had like a length of carpet wrapped around his waist and down his ankles, you could just see shit dripping. It really has changed the city a lot in the last few years. Back in 2019 when I was going in more often, I mean, I, I still felt sketchy going in in the morning, but it, I didn't see too much. Now it, it's, I feel every time I'm there, I see something sketchy. Yeah, I mean, it was going down that route for a while, like during the fucking um, de Blasio years. Yeah. And then I think I think COVID just accelerated it. Yeah, I mean, uh, COVID and then during COVID, they had all the riots there. 
And uh, I, yeah, there were, there were the riots, and nobody was really commuting into the city. So, um, what you call it? Um, they there was just room cut for like the homeless to just kind of take over. Yeah. That's nuts, man. Uh, I mean, and like at this point, it's hard to get them out now. Yeah. And I mean, at this point, I feel people are just like, fuck this. I mean, so many people are still working from home, you know, working remote and stuff that I know a ton of people that moved out of that area and they're just like, well, fuck this. We'll work from home in like a nice quiet area. We don't need to put up with this shit. It's kind of like, I forget who it was. I can't remember. I, I feel like I remember Jerry Seinfeld had a problem with this. Someone said like, oh, New York City's like dead now. It's never going to be back to what it was. I know. I think Jerry Seinfeld was the comedian that got pissed at that. He's like, oh, what do you mean? You know, but um, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I can't. I need to look up now who said that. But I, I agree with that guy. I'm like, I feel like now I don't I don't know. I don't really think the city will ever get back to normal because I feel so many people just left. I think I think that people have to understand that what this is the normal for New York City. Like this is the Bloomberg years were the anomaly. Like Bloomberg Giuliani just went nuts and just clean cleared everything up and then Bloomberg like really tried to kind of polish it but I I just think it's probably unsustainable. Like if you look back at the history of New York City, it's really just it's it's just a big shithole with a lot of cool stuff is what it, and this is what it's always been it's just been kind of a dump with you know a few nice parts that are well guarded where like the the very very rich people live and then everything else and it's uh in you know it's always been kind of a rat and roach infested um shithole uh i think you know, I, I just, I just get, I guess people haven't had the perspective on that. But if you go back and really read about what New York City has been like since it was, since it was first kind of inhabited, like they it started at the lower tip of Manhattan and then kind of just slowly um, worked its way up. Like it was always just infested with, um, you know, criminals and poor people and, they, you know, buildings were built so you could stack as many people as possible in them. Um, you know, it's uh, the the goal seems to have been to maximize the amount of money that um, people could suck out of a relatively small space. And they've done that by just cramming a bunch of shit in there. And as a result, um, it's it's an absolute uh, fucking disaster, but an expensive one. Yeah. Now, do you like the city overall? Like, would you want to live there if you could? Cause you don't live in the city. You live near the city. Would you, would you, no, I live in, I live in Jersey city. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Jersey city. I will probably move down to the Jersey shore. Um, you know, at some point within the not incredibly distant future. Uh, I, I do not understand why anyone lives in New York city. I think it is, like one of the dumbest fucking things in the world that you can do with your money. Um, Easily. And to the point where if you're like, if you're a billionaire, if you're stupidly rich and you just want to have an apartment in New York that you use for when you feel like being in New York, I get that. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, like if you're making decent coin and you want to 
and you work in New York City, move to fucking Hoboken or Jersey City or like literally any of the area around here and take advantage of the effectively the exact same location um, and get a much nicer place for less money and without all of the sort of associated bullshit that goes on in New York. Like I know, and I know people in Manhattan have this kind of air about them, like, Oh, we live in Manhattan. Like they think they're fucking special. Like you're not like everyone, everyone thinks you're a fucking idiot. Like yeah, you're not, you're it's, dumbass. Not, it's not special to live in New York city. Like I live in Jersey city. I pay a fucking in a fraction of what I would pay to live in, uh, if I wanted to have the setup I have uh, in Manhattan, uh, and I, I can be, I can be feet on the ground in Manhattan in you know, like less than a half hour from yeah. from my fucking room. So like what I don't, I don't understand what people are doing. That it's just a very, it's a very bizarre decision to me. I, I understand sort of the, if you're from flyover country. And, you know, you dream of making it big on Broadway or working in finance or some such shit. And you move there because you don't really know any better. But after your first year, when you realize that fucking, you know, you could go live in Union City and uh, and save some money and still hang out, that you know, do the exact same New York City bullshit that you were doing. Uh, also, there's plenty of shit to do in New Jersey. Like, like it's just, it's very... Again, like I just keep going back to the point, you have to be a fucking idiot to live in Manhattan or Brooklyn. If, frankly, any of those places. Like if you grew up in in Brooklyn or Queens or something like that, you would like to stay there. I, that I understand, um, you know. But otherwise, I just I think you're an absolute dumbass if you spend the money to live in Manhattan. It's just fucking retarded. Do you like uh, Jersey City though? Because I mean, where I grew up, like. I, I can never even live in a place like Jersey City. Like, I, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad area, but, like, it too congested for me. Even where I grew up the first seven years of my life, uh, I, I, when I was younger, I lived in Edison. And uh, yeah. even that's too congested for me now. When I was younger, it wasn't quite as congested. And uh, when my dad was younger, he grew up there. Uh, it really wasn't that congested. Now, though, when I have to drive in there and stuff, I'm like, fuck this place. So do you like living in Jersey City, or is it just like, well, it's just convenient for work? Um, there are things I, there are definitely things that I like about it is probably the best way to put it. Um, like I said, like, you know, if I had my druthers, I would live, uh, live on the beach or by the beach, but, uh, you know, it, it works there. I definitely, uh, there's definitely things I enjoy about it. Mostly like I have, you know, some pretty solid friends and stuff around here. So it's a, like, it's a, there, and there's a lot to do, right. I, which I think is the big draw of, New York City is that there's a lot of shit there, right? You got all the sports teams, Broadway, et cetera. But I can, you know, whatever I consider that, I keep going back to my original thought, which is just take the bridge or the tunnel, get in, do all of the stuff, and then and then leave. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it, a lot of that stuff goes out. Like, you grew up in a congested area, right? Uh, I grew up in Bergen County, so it oh, was okay. weird, like, the town that I grew up in was very nice, like very, uh, very pleasant villi, um, like white picket fences and all that shit. Uh, right. It used to be, it was before Bergen County kind of got crowded. It was like a farm town, um, but yeah. now it's, you know, 
a pretty well-populated suburb. It was, you know, 11,000 people inside of, uh, you know, a couple square miles. Yeah. Um, you know, not, you didn't have like sprawling acres, but everyone had like kind of a nice lawn. Yeah. I mean, like where I grew up, you know, it was woods and farms. And then my grandparents lived in uh, Wildwood, New Jersey for most of my life. So in the summers I was by the beach. Which I'm okay with that congestion of like beach in the summer because like that's like fun congestion. Yeah, yeah, I um, yeah, beach in the summer congestion is interesting. It really it depends on uh, there there are situations if it's like a, a a fucking steamer and you're hungover from the night before. Dealing with a bunch of people down the shore can be an absolute nightmare. Like if you've been up. If you've been up drinking and doing cocaine all all the previous day and night, and then you have to you have to get somewhere, say uh, say you have to go go work a Sunday night shift in a newsroom somewhere, um, that'll make you a little bit miserable. But yes, generally speaking, I was I was sitting in traffic uh, over Memorial Day weekend heading down the shore, and I really did not uh, did not mind a bit. Well, I mean, like, I would just walk everywhere. I mean, that it's funny. in this, The beach area, in a way, is like a city. Like, I could walk everywhere where I was uh, near the beach. You know, if I wanted to go to the freaking Wawa there, go to the beach, go to the boardwalk, like, I could walk pretty much everywhere I needed to. So, uh, you know, in terms of congestion, I just mean, like, a lot of people being near you. I don't even mean traffic. I didn't even have to deal with traffic, really, it's besides the ride down and the ride back. And then, you know, sometimes I'd have to go other places where we would have to drive. But in general, you know, I, 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 the congestion was more fun just for, sorry. I I like, I like the, the beach when there are a lot of people around, like, um, you know, my, the, the beaches I used to, to go party at like Belmar and Point Pleasant and Asbury and all that. Like you want those places to be crowded with people because it means it's going to be more fun. If it's not crowded, and then you, you go out, there's not going to be any pussy around and you're going to be incredibly disappointed. So you, you really do, you want that to be nice and crowded. Down where my parents live, down the shore, it tends to be less crowded. Um, it's still, you know, still a popular place, but doesn't get like jam jammed unless it's a holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually, I go there to relax, so there i don't mind a bit of a thinner crowd like i went out i went out uh wednesday wednesday night i got in a nice a nice evening round of mini golf and because it's early in the season there was nobody there when i set foot on the course very nice which was, which was good yeah you don't i hate being jammed behind you get stuck behind some fucking family on a mini golf course and it's all you can do to prevent yourself from bashing their heads in with the club because yeah. the fucking the you know the daughter doesn't know how to line the, the thing up and dad's got to show her and the, you know the mom's you know fucking sucks and she five putts every hole and it's you know it's it's a whole it's a whole fucking thing and uh, yeah so it's always good always good when it, that part of the shore is packed so I can get uh, I can get eighteen in without. Uh, without getting arrested for manslaughter. Yeah. You know, have you ever had it though, when you were playing mini golf 
and it was just like you and another person and you do have that big family in front of you and they like you know they it's like the whole family mom dad brother sister and then the, the daughter is really fucking hot and you're just like take your time you know i just want to keep looking at her uh we're talking about an adult daughter right frank i just want to confirm uh well i guess it depends how old you were at the uh time um yeah i mean oh i can certainly relate to the experience of like being being a teenager and being out with your family and then coming across other families where there's like a teenage daughter is that might be one of like the peak uncomfortable situations because everyone knows that if you're a teenage boy you want to fuck the pants off of everything (laughs) that moves and everyone knows everyone knows what you know what what a fucking attractive woman so there's it's everyone everyone in the room knows that you are looking at that that chick and you you want to uh fuck her silly Mm -hmm. um and the people in the room happen to be uh your parents your grandparents, her parents, whoever. And, uh, and for whatever reason, like parents, those are those moments where parents love making little comments like, Oh, why don't you go? Why don't you go talk to Jennifer? Why don't you go say hi to Jennifer? Oh, I see the, uh, I see the Rosenbaums are here. Why don't you go? Why don't you go (laughs) say hi to Michelle? And it's just, it's this incredible, incredibly uncomfortable thing because your penis is like, yes, we would like to say hi. Um, but every other part of your conscious brain is just uh, horrifically embarrassed. That's true. But like, you know, everything like were, were you ever at that mini golf course with like your buddies, you're like 16 years old. You see like that family in front of you, they have like, you know, a 16, 17 year old daughter. So she's right around your age and you're like, I got to fucking make my move. Like, fuck this. I've, I have never baby Frank. I have never felt compelled uh, to try to uh, fuck a girl on a mini golf course in front of her parents, if that is, uh, if that's what we're we're asking. Well, I didn't mean right in front of the parents, but I've never, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've never, I, I've never felt uh, felt any inclination to sexually pursue a woman um, in front of her family um, or really on a miniature. I don't know that. I don't know if my, you know, I've ever felt my, my lust stirred on a miniature golf course. Gotcha. All right. I, I, I thought, I thought that would be like where you make your, your, where you'd make your moves in the summer, Mike. Guess not. No, 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 no. I try to, uh, I try to keep my perversions off the greens. Gotcha. Now, Mike, we were talking one day and you said you're a Miley Cyrus fan. Yeah, I, th- I think everyone loves Miley, right? No, I, I disagree with you. But uh, what, what is it that you like about her? You think she's high? You like her music? Like, what is it that you like about her? Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, I think she, uh, you know, she does wacky stuff with her looks every once in a while. She's in Hollywood. But I think objectively, if you look at it, you're like, oh, yeah, My- Miley Cyrus, pretty, uh, pretty hot chick. Um, I think her... Her, her raspy voice is very sexy. Uh, and yeah, I do. I, I enjoy her music. Uh, she, I think she's a good singing voice. 
And I listen to a lot of electronic music. So her music tends to be very good for like EDM remixes and whatnot. So I, I, Miley's got a lot, a lot going for her. Uh, I imagine she's probably, uh, probably gets pretty dirty. I think she had a, a whole uh, pansexual or bisexual thing going on. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm in on Miley. Gotcha. Now, I I know when uh, I first met you, you were a big porn connoisseur. You watched porn a lot. And now I think I heard you say one day, like, you're not watching porn as much. That's correct? Um, yeah, I mean, I I still love, I'm still a big fan of the industry. Okay. Uh, I think I I just treat it more like alcohol now, mm-hmm. where I use it. I use it with more intention than, you know, I, I think it's one of those things. Um where if you're just if you're just jacking it to porn all the time all the time all the time you know one eventually the porn is going to lose its luster uh-huh. uh, and you're not going to get other things done and it's going to erode your desire to go out and meet actual women uh i think porn is certainly uh good and useful but i think people should be much more intentional with them with their use of pornography. Now that you've slowed down a bit, do you like whack it to Miley Cyrus? No, that's, you know, that's interesting uh, because I did come up in the generation before like, right. My, you know, my age group, our masturbatory careers sort of started right before streaming everything and internet porn was available. So you kind of did have to go more towards, you know, celebrities, bikini pictures, Sports Illustrated, swimsuit issue. Um, but I don't, uh, you know, for whatever, I don't really think celebrities sexually that much, I guess, and maybe because there is so much porn available. Yeah, but if you're not watching porn as much, if you're using your imagination, I think I remembered from the sack tap one day, you said you're using your imagination now. Like, you don't, you know, just you know, take a picture of Miley Cyrus out or something, have her music playing in the background and go to it? No, I, um, no, I don't, uh... I feel like I'm giving you some ideas now. No, I don't find, I don't find eroticism there. Um, I mean, in, in real life, yeah, if I was in a social circle with Miley Cyrus, I would be, you know, very, very, uh, interested in, in trying to hook up with her, but I, um, my, I don't, my, my sort of, uh, sexual, um, imagination fantasies tend not to run towards the ridiculous, I guess is. Gotcha. Now, if you, if you could had the opportunity to, uh, bang a porn star or bang Miley Cyrus, which way you going? Um, I mean, am I, am I giving up the other for the rest of my life? I mean, if I don't think, I think it would probably be easier to go out of my own devices and find a way to hook up with, um, with a porn star. So I think in that situation, I would have to take Miley, um, because I think, you know, I'm not saying, you know, it's a guarantee that you can bang a porn star, but if, if you can, 
it's at least fu- it's easier, I think, to find a way to swim in those waters for the average Joe than it is to bang um, an A-list celebrity. So I, that in that situation, you have to you have to take Miley. Who do you prefer? Uh, I I remember some of the uh, porn stars you had talked about. Angela White, I know Lisa Ann. Out of those two, who do you prefer, Angela White or Lisa Ann? If you could bang one of them, which one would it be? Um. Probably Angela White. All right. So now uh, that's, you're, not you're, a, that's not a that's not a disrespect to um, to Lisa Ann. That's just I'm a a, a huge uh, Angela White fan. All right. So you're at the Jersey Shore one day. Uh, Miley Cyrus and Angela White both walk up to you at uh, different times of the day. Of course, that'd be kind of awkward if they just came up to you at the same time. But uh, uh, and they they both want to meet you at their. You got to pick one of their places at. I don't know, 10 at night you, uh, to have the intercourse. Which one, which room you go into? Hmm. Um, I think I would probably still feel compelled to go with Miley. Mm-hmm. Because, um, and again, I do not uh, dwayne uh, to, to believe uh, that I could easily hook up with Angela White. But I still think, as a rule, she would be uh, more accessible than a Hollywood A-list celebrity. So again, if I'm going to if I'm going to play this as we we want to get the most bang for our buck, and then still have the possibility of getting the other chick down the line, then you have to go to Miley. And then you find some other way to reach out. Hey, Angela, you on social media, whatever. To me, remember we met down the shore. Yes, yeah, sorry, we couldn't, we couldn't get together. Yeah, oh, I, you know, you'll be in town whenever you could, you could do something there. I don't think you can do that as much with Miley. I think Miley is is far less accessible. Yeah, you think that's it? Yeah. Yeah, you're a big uh, sports fan, right, Mike? Yes. What do you think? I've been hearing about uh, Tom Brady. Like, he might be dating Kim Kardashian now. I don't know if I'm really buying that, but what, what's your, uh, what do you think about that? Um, that's interesting. I hadn't even focused on that. I've, my sports fandom is very much an on-the-field sports fandom, uh, although I, you know, I certainly don't hate the juicy little asides. Um, it. I mean, it's certainly I know, fascinating. I like, I, I like how I made it sound like I was going to ask you a sports question. Then I'm like, so do you think uh, Tom Brady's banging Kim Kardashian? Yeah, but it's it's interesting, I think, Frank. Uh, you raise a very good question because there, it's always been theorized that the Kardashian girls might be O.J. Simpson's daughters. Yes. Or at least. Well, the one know. at least. the Chloe at least. Yeah. So it, it would then not be out of the realm of possibility for Tom Brady. Tom Brady could procreate with Kim Kardashian and create, in theory, if OJ's genes are in there and they, they had a male child, we might be looking at the greatest offensive football player of all time. 
Yeah, I guess that's true. But again, I think I thought it was only Chloe that had that rumor. I thought the other two they they knew like there was never question that it was uh, Robert Kardashian's daughters. Um, I I haven't gone that deep into it. I've just heard the rumors of some sort of hot tub tomfoolery. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really don't know. I look. Let's get a let's get a DNA test. I mean, I swab I... swab the Bronco one more time. Yeah, I mean, he's out and about now. He's going on podcasts oh, and everything now. Hey, Twitter world. He has a podcast? No, no, he, he's going on people's podcasts. Oh, yes, yes, he has been guesting on podcasts. I was going to say, if he had... I would, love, I would love it if OJ had a podcast. <laughs> he could call it It's Yours Truly. Um, it's Yours Truly with OJ Simpson. Hey, Twitter world. No, it, it's funny when I, he was on those podcasts that I've seen him on, you know, I mean, conversation is always going to go in that uh, direction of uh, the murder. Like, like everyone's mind is always going to be geared towards that. Like he's silly if he thinks that anyone's mind isn't. And then he always gets pissed at the people. I'm not going to talk about that. It's like, where do you think people's mind are going to go? Like, you might as well just not do these shows because that's clearly what they want to talk about. Yeah, I mean the name O.J. Simpson is sort of synonymous with um, with at least with the incident. Uh, you know whether you agree with the verdict or not. It's it's certainly uh, certainly hard to, you know, even if if we're going to say O.J. If the jury found you not guilty, that that means you didn't you didn't do it. We believe you. Um, your, his name is still very much tied to the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was funny in the one uh, interview I saw him in, someone said uh, something about, you know, him stealing the, the trophy or whatever. And he still got, he still got, yeah, he got pissed about that. He was like, steal what? It was my trophy. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. guys, watch out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's charismatic. He's hard not to like. Yeah, you uh, you keep up with him on so I hear he has a Twitter. You like keep up with him on social media or anything? I don't. I don't have social media, so I don't know what he's up I to. I do. I follow. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter. And how's he doing these days? Um, I haven't. Uh, I haven't checked in in a while, but he usually. I'm sure he's weighed in on the uh, the debt ceiling thing because he's always getting into politics. Interesting. I feel like if I were him and I were like out of jail and everything, especially since he's not trying to clear his name, I would just be like staying quiet and hoping everyone forgets about me. Yeah. I don't know. He, I I don't, I don't think he can stay out of the spotlight. I don't think he can help himself. I think he, uh, I think he loves it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, once they get some fame, like it now, I, you know, kind of going back to Tom Brady, you know, he always seemed like he didn't like the spotlight. And then again, I don't watch football or anything, but I, 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 you know, just from articles and stuff, like I'll see a little bit of them here and there. And I'll see some clips and videos it, when he went to the uh, Bronco. That's the team he went to, right? No, not the Bronco. What team did he go to? I don't know if I can remember. I don't watch football. Brady. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay. Oh yeah. Not Bronco Buccaneers, right? Yeah. Yeah. When he went there, I saw videos of him and uh, he seemed to like be like way happier, more energetic and stuff. I was like, oh, maybe he does like the spotlight. He always seemed like he didn't like it. 
and then he goes there. He seems way more energetic, happy. And then I see he starts doing a podcast or something. I was like, oh, wait, maybe uh, there were, I, I always heard rumors from my friends that loved the Patriots that like the coach kind of held him down. And I was like, oh, maybe there's truth to that. What, what's your opinion on that? You watch sports. You must know about the coach. Um, Belichick's like a very no nonsense guy. Like he's got his way of doing it. The only thing that Bill Belichick cares about is, is winning football games. Like he's just kind of got that, that single, single minded purpose driven obsession. Um, so I'm sure he wouldn't want his starting quarterback doing uh, a podcast and definitely not during the season. I don't know if, if he was, really holding Tom back or if that was just sort of the way things were done in new England. And if you want to be the quarterback of the new England Patriots, you know, this is how you're, how you're going to conduct yourself. And this is the way we do things here. And, you know, obviously that was a beneficial arrangement for him because he got to win super bowls and, and become the greatest, uh, you know, quarterback ever. And, and all this shit that, uh, you know, he wouldn't have done if he was playing in Minnesota or if he was playing in Arizona or wherever the fuck, like as much as, as much as Tom Brady is a great quarterback and he played a role in winning all those Super Bowls, like to think that, to think that he would have had that kind of success outside of uh, New England is fucking ridiculous. Um, you know, he won one in Tampa Bay, but that team was a fucking all-star team that was basically put together to win a Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, I don't, you know, held back or just, you know, if you're going to do certain things professionally, this is the way you will do them. And when you leave that job, maybe I think you probably, you probably do feel a degree of, I don't know if freedom's the word, but like, okay, it's starting over. This is a new, fresh thing. It's Florida. It's not uh, New England. Even if you think about New England, there's almost like a sternness and a seriousness to the to the region. Um, you know, it's cold there most of the year. Florida, it's warm most of the year. It's Tampa. That's you know, Tampa is where you go to to watch you know to jerk off while your your wife bangs the fucking <laughs> the pool boy on the other side of the hotel room. Like that's what you do in Tampa, right? Oh, Kogan and Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> The Tampa is a, it's a wild, fun town. Yeah. You know, I've always said uh, Tom Brady, even though I don't watch uh, football, he's like my favorite football player. And the reason is, and which is actually, I pr- would probably be all right with him dating uh, Kim Kardashian. Everyone uh, my whole life like that watched football, and which was a ton of my friends would always say he sucked, he sucked, he sucked. They were like, if he, like, they would compare him to uh, Aaron Rodgers, and they would say, if you put Aaron Rodgers on, like, any team, he could do good. If you put Tom Brady on any team besides the Patriots, he would do bad. And the reason why he's my favorite football player, I thought it was funny because everyone, and not just my friends, like, I'd read it online, everyone trashed this guy, yet every freaking season, not every season, but, like, so many years, this guy keeps winning the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, and then he goes to... uh uh, the Buccaneers, then he wins the Super Bowl. And the reason why I said I would be like fine with him dating Kim Kardashian, I find it funny, all the hate she gets online, all these girls trash her, and they're like, she's ugly, she looks plastic. I'm like, she's fucking sexy as hell. So, you know, I feel like they got like a uh, similarity there. You know, everyone trashes them, but uh, they're still like at the top of uh, their industries, the two of them. 
They are. Yeah, no, they would be. They would undoubtedly be a power couple. Oh yeah. I I don't know if they're really dating or not. Uh, I I heard something like she just asked him for like I don't know help with buying a house or something like that, and you know the media kind of ran with that. They could be dating though. I mean, I didn't really believe at first she was dating Pete Davidson, and that happened. So, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal with celebrities is. It might. It might be that in the celebrity world, um, your dating options are because so, you, you want to date people that you have something in common with. So obviously, there's not a lot of people that can share the sort of lived experience of people like Tom Brady and, and Kim Kardashian. So, um, you know, it might just be that when celebrities do get paired together for these different things that uh, oftentimes... They wind up uh, kind of hanging out and fooling around a little bit because um, it's so attractive for them to meet someone else who kind of understands what their life is like. Now, do you think what uh, like what I said uh, I've read before and stuff, a lot of uh, women and stuff, and, and guys too, they trash Kim Kardashian and they're like, oh, she's ugly and, look pla- and looks like plastic and whatever. Or do you think she's sexy also? Uh, there are certainly things I like about Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't find her unattractive. She's not my immediate type, but, uh, you know, certainly it seems like she'd be, uh, you know, fun for a, a role in the hay. Yeah. I, I think she's sexy. I, I, I feel actually, I like, no offense to her. I guess I kind of want more dudes to keep hating her. Cause sooner or later, all these people that just keep hating her and calling her ugly. And I'm like the one la- guy last standing. She might be like, all right, I'll give him a shot. So you're, you're going to be for Kim Kardashian. You're going to be the sort of best friend who lives down the hall in the dorm, uh, who, who kind of, uh, you're the shoulder to cry on after, uh, after the jock at the frat house breaks her heart. Uh, I would say I'm more of, I don't know, maybe something happened where everyone just starts hating her and she finds out someone just like still wants to bang her or something. And she's like, all right, yeah, I want to, I want to, I'll bang him. No, everyone else hates me at this point. Yeah. Would you guys, how would you meet? Would you meet like, like a meet cute, like in a rom-com? Um, I would say, you know, it's funny. I, I, I would say, uh, all right, all right, we're talking hypothetical here, obviously. I will hypothetically make um, a social media, a social media account. I will be yeah. the oddball that stands up for her and says, no, she is fucking beautiful, people. She will then look at my account and see pork roll on there, pork roll sandwiches. She will then invite me to the Best Bagel store in New Jersey to meet up with me and seduce me with a pork roll sandwich. And then we will have intercourse after. Interesting. <laughs> you would... You would eat the sandwich before sex. I mean, I, you know, she's the one that made the plan, so yes, I guess we'd have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if, yeah, I guess if it means fucking Kim Kardashian, you know, you're gonna do so on a, a belly full of Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. <laughs> but uh, that's a heavy. That's a heavy gut to have sex with. If that's my opportunity, I got to go for it. Yeah, I guess you do. (laughs) 
Oh, man. You know, uh, what do you think of his... Uh, I, I wasn't even going to ask you about this, but uh, what do you think of his... Um, I don't even know, teammate, uh, Gronk. I, I, is he uh, still playing? Like, what's the deal with him? Because I felt like he was kind of more popular in the media, and now I don't really hear anything. But he retired, actually, right? He's not playing anymore. Yeah, who, uh, he was working for He was working for Fox. Oh, really? Yeah, he was doing, um, doing Sundays, doing, like, the pregame show. Interesting. He was working for, uh, before he went back to football, he was working for WWE. Did he wind up doing? Did he? Did he wrestle? Yeah, I think he only had one match, and then he went back to football. I'm, if I believe so. I was at a wrestle. I, you know, it's funny. I think he might have lasted a little longer if, well, one, uh, if he, if him and Tom Brady didn't go back to football, they, they kind of planned that together, right? That wasn't just like one went back than the other. It like, wasn't like. Yeah, I. I, I would have to I would have to think so. Yeah, so I think if that didn't happen, he would have lasted longer. Also, I mean that guy's definitely uh, a uh, a party type dude and stuff. And that was right in the beginning of the pandemic that he signed with WWE, or at like right before the pandemic. So all of a sudden, like I, it might have been his debut. If it wasn't his debut, it was near his debut. And like there was just no audience there. Literally, they could not. They did it at. Uh, their training center, there were no audience. And I was like, there is no way he could be enjoying this right now. I feel like there was a bunch of people. If you're like, you're not a pro wrestler, even if you are a pro wrestler, but if you're not a pro wrestler, if you're just one of the celebrities or whatever that comes and do matches and stuff, and that's your contract, you want that live audience. I feel that definitely had to turn Gronk off. Yeah. I, I pro wrestling without the, um, without the fans does seem, does seem a bit strange. Like it's such a, to me, like the, the, uh, the stadium full of, um, of fucking marks holding up signs and shit, um, is that is part and parcel to the professional wrestling, uh, experience. Yeah, for sure. And they are, uh, fun though. You know, like exactly what you just like said, it's like, you got, Pretty much all the uh, drunk dumbasses with their signs and stuff. Like it's a fun experience there. I feel Gronk definitely would have liked it if they he had that yeah, there. I've never been to one, but it does look. It looks like an absolute fucking blast. I think we. I think we got to go to one, Mike. I'm. I'm certainly intrigued by the idea if um, if there's one uh, local like Prudential Center or something like that. There's also independent shows that are very fun and cheaper. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I. Do you have to be more into wrestling to go to an independent show or to go to like uh, Raw? Hmm. You know, I would probably actually say you could be less into it and go to the indie show than a raw and the the reason at least in current day back in like the late 90s early 2000s then maybe i would i would say you'd probably rather go to a raw or a smackdown or something but in current day i would probably say i i mean at least in your case mike i would probably say you'd want to go to an indie show okay the the reason is they still do a lot of things at these indie shows, like how they were doing them in the late 90s and early 2000s. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. They really cut each other. They have like razor blades oh, yeah. and shit at those things. Yeah, that uh, that is pretty cool. I went to one. Uh, where was it? Probably Asbury. I don't even remember. And yeah, I mean, I remember the guy pulled his pants down, and, and uh, or another one wrestler pulled the other wrestler's pants down and chucked him into barbed wire. And yeah, yeah, that is pretty cool. But there, there's this other company. Now I'm not getting into wrestling talk, but there's this other company, AEW. They do that type of shit too, so that's pretty fun. So yeah, I mean, I think well, I think you got to experience it. And I'd love to be the person for you to experience one of those uh, wrestling events with. Baby, you seem like the kind of guy that would have to be there if I was going to go to an independent wrestling show. Oh yeah. I would. Might have to, yeah, we might have to wrangle up uh, intern. Uh, oh well, no longer intern. Uh, my uh, my my co uh, my producing colleague uh, <laughs> AJ, and then uh, and then I, I think he's into wrestling, and then uh, and then see uh, see what's what. Yeah, that could be uh, that could be a fun group outing. Yeah, there's some other. People we know too. The last time I went to uh, an indie show, actually, I got uh, recognized as Baby Frank. That's right. Incredible. That is where you would be recognized by too. multiple people too. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, funny. Now, Mike, I, there's um, I don't know if you're familiar with this guy. He's kind of a household name in. My area. He retired somewhat recently. He was uh, the morning host for uh, Ten Ten Wins. You ever hear of him? Uh, the morning host. Um, I know. I know a lot of people who were on on the air in the morning at Ten Ten Wins. His name. He was. He's like I said, household name in my area. His name's uh, John Montone. Ever. Ever. Yes. Of course. Yes. It would be very, very hard for me not to to have heard of him. Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so what's uh, you know what he's up to these days? Um, you know, uh, uh, not a, a whole lot of anything. Yeah, there's a ton of people in my area that's been kind of uh, rioting. They're like, you know, we want John. We want you know. They all want him back on the air. And and now that I, I think, what's that? Well, if you're in if you're in Bergen County, I think from time to time you might you might be able to hear him doing the occasional like Jeep commercial. Um, other than that, uh, he does Jeep commercials. He does. That's hilarious. Um, he voices, uh, he voices commercials. Um, and from time to time he does do, um, he does like a live stream on Facebook. So you can find him there. Gotcha. You know, it's, it's actually funny. Um, Whenever I uh, say to people like that name, like everyone is familiar with him. Everyone I've t- mentioned his name to. Yeah, I mean, 1010 wins before the internet came around and it was easier to get, I've made it easier to get, um, you know, your news, uh, you know, just online at the touch of a button. Wins was like, that was where everybody, you know, you were either. In the morning, you were either listening to 1010 Wins or Z100. Like, those were, those were like the two fucking things that people were listening to in the morning for a very long time. I, I don't even understand, like, why so many people. I, I still know a lot of people that listen to Z100. I don't understand the appeal to that station. I think Elvis Duran fucking sucks. 
And I, I mean, I just hate the music on there, but as a host, like I'm like, I, I don't find this guy entertaining worth a damn. I've heard some of his interviews. I think he's not entertaining. I think he sucks in interview. And like, what is the appeal to Elvis Duran on Z100? Well, baby Frank, I, I don't think that you are in the Z morning zoo's target demo. Oh, you are correct to that, but I still, I, you know, I give everything a shot. Sure. Um, yeah, I think, you know, he's, that show is what fucking suburban soccer moms, you know, it's something they can have in the car. It'll, it'll touch a little bit on maybe some adult topics, but not to such a degree where they can't listen to it while, you know, they're dropping the kids off at school. Yeah, I get you know, I guess it is uh, the appeal. But, I mean, how is he still so popular? Like, like he's still making millions of dollars, right? They still have Z100 as, like, a, a top station. I don't know. I just don't. I, the, the whole radio industry it kind of upsets me now. Like, and I just don't get a lot of the decisions they make. Yeah, well, I, I mean, again, it's, it's made to be advertiser friendly and just yeah. get in front of people who are going to spend money and, you know, people with kids spend money cause you got to get shit for your kids. Yeah. And now, uh, 1010 wins. They're on FM radio. They were always an AM station. Now they're on, uh, where Howard uh, Stern yeah, used to be on, on 92, three. Uh, that's crazy. So John Montone uh, leaves the station, then they go to FM? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they cut a little bit of dead weight, and, uh, the you know, the sky's the limit. Now, now do, you, do you think it was dead weight that they cut, or do you think they were like, oh, shit, John Montone left. We are really not getting any listeners on AM now. We better try to go to FM to try to scraggle some more uh, listen, no, listeners. I mean, it, it, it seems like they're, they're soaring. They went from just AM to now AM and FM. I don't know how you interpret that any other way. Damn. I don't know. I'm, I'm, like I said, my whole town, maybe my whole county, you know, he, he's a household name over here. Everyone's still, uh, everyone's still pissed that he uh, <laughs> is not on the radio anymore. Now, you, you used to work for 1010 Wins, correct? I did, yeah. And what was your experience like with that? Because you do strike me as a dude that would really love it. I couldn't see you really anywhere else. Definitely no, not near comedy or anything. Like you're you're a news guy. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, it, I I was bored to tears most of the time. Uh, the nice thing about working there is that most I would I think most of the people who are working there would rather be doing something else. Yeah. Um, they're very, they're very talented people. They're just, it's a, it's a place filled with, um, very, you have to be for, you know, for the most part, like good at what you're doing to work there. But I think a lot of the people who are working there, um, have higher aspirations or if not higher aspirations, because there are, the other half of the room considers being at wins to be pretty much the highest aspiration. Mm. Um, so it's, it's interesting. You have a room where some of the people think that it is, it's the be all and end all. And then you have other people who are, you know, you're, you're good enough to play in the pros, but 
you would rather be playing for uh, maybe, you know, a team that lets you play a different position or do something else. Um, so it's, uh, it's an interesting mix. So everyone, I mean, a lot of very, very talented people, but half of them kind of want to leave the, uh, leave the room and go do something else. Yeah. I, I got to admit, what do you think the future for FM is? I, I have an, I, I have two ideas of what will happen to it, but I, I'm curious what your idea will be or not just FM, I guess FM AM, but really FM like AM's dead as hell. Um, you know, I, you know, it, it'll really, the, the big, big determining factor will be what happens in cars. Yeah. If cars stop putting AM FM in and that's that, then it'll just go away. Yeah. Um, you know, otherwise, I guess, you know, the evolving situation will dictate what happens to the dial and what it's used for. Yeah. I feel the only way could really, like, get somewhat better. And, I mean, any form of media really needs the internet, no matter what it is. It's not, like, I don't think radio would ever be huge on its own again. Like, it, you know, definitely need assistance from the internet. Uh, but the only way I feel like could really somewhat get back is for these big companies like iHeart, Cumia, all of them to realize we they can't really afford all these stations and to start selling them off. And uh, so they're local, they're local stations again? Yeah, to where they're just straight up local stations owned by local people. Because, you know, those are like, I've seen it uh, happen in uh, Jersey where that did, like that did happen. A bigger company sold off a few stations and those stations are in terms of the Nielsen ratings, are doing very well now. Yeah. I, I, with stuff like that, I always just wonder why, why they need the AM, FM dial. Like, I don't understand why those people couldn't have just built a fucking... Internet, you know, radio, radio station, like I'm doing right now? Yeah, yeah effectively. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, there really is a thing... With, uh, you know, radio in the car, like you said, it's like, in terms of, uh, from what I've read, uh, the statistics, FM or terrestrial radio is still like the number one form of media in your car. So like more people still listen to it rather than podcasts or satellite or, you know, it's apparently still in the car, the number one form of media. Now, I don't think there's really any sort of engagement though with it anymore. Like people used to be super tuned in, you probably just have people turn it on just because, you know, it's the first thing on when they turn on their car and then they'll listen to a song or two, uh, skip stations, and then by then they're at where they need to be. But uh, I don't know. I, th- I think that probably is the thing. Like, people just find them because it's easy for them to find. It's in their car, you know? Like, where you doing? if you're doing what I'm doing right now, like, I'm on an internet radio app. So I am live right now. People can literally hear us right now talk. And uh, to do that, it's more promotion. It's more marketing from me. Like, I, some random people do just hop in. Just they happen to find the station, see what it's about. But for the most part, it's me having to market it. So I do think that's probably what makes it harder for people yeah but then i guess i get yeah i guess it it, i get it all i think hinges on you know vehicles because if um 
if AM FM isn't available in, in cars, then, you know, no one's going out and buying a, um, a radio to walk around with. Yeah. For, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, the, the car is literally what is keeping, you know, FMAM alive. Because, like, it's like, what's the point? Like, the FCC, you know, they can't say what they want to say. There's a bunch of commercials now, so it's like, you know, the car's the only thing that keeps it alive. Anyway, Mike, that's pretty much all the uh, questions uh, I got to ask you. You know, it was a fun interview. You know, most of my call-ins on here, you know, they pretty much, they're just listening. They call in when there's a topic I talk about. You know, it was fun getting to uh, actually interview you, shoot the shit with you a bit. No, yeah, always good talking to you, baby Frank. All righty, well, uh, if there's anything else uh, you want to say, feel free to say it now. And uh, if you want to request a song, go for it. I mean, I had some other call-ins when you were uh, talking, so I'm sure they're going to be calling in after. There's this one dude, as he's listening right now, I'm sure. His name's Saturday Night Smoke. He's uh, in his 50s. He's a dickhead, but I'm curious what his opinions of you is going to be. I, oh, I wait with bated breath to find out. Um, yeah, uh, if, uh, if you want to give me a follow, Twitter at Mike Montone, Instagram at Gary underscore Moiler, M-O-Y-L-E-R. And um, the, best place, the best thing to do, if, uh, if you really have something to, uh, to say to me or if you would like to check out my content, find me on uh, YouTube, StackTap Live. Um, I'm off this week, but most Friday nights, I'm live at uh, at 8 p.m. Um, so you know, if uh, anyone out there out there wants to say hello, jump into the comments section one night and uh, say howdy. Um, you know, give me a follow, send it around to your friends, all uh, all that good shit. Alrighty, and uh, Mike, any chance you got a? I, I I'm still building up the playlist a bit, but. If I have it, I'll play. Any chance you got a classic rock song you'd want me to play? We'll see if I have it. I can't promise I will though. A classic rock song. It, yeah. Um, I I mean we got Van Halen, Zeppelin, Beatles, Aerosmith, ACDC, Bon Jovi, Bruce Springsteen, Eric Clapton, Meatloaf, The Cars, The got, Who. What do you got? Well, what do you got from the boss on there? Uh, let's see. We got uh. Atlantic City, Badlands, uh, Better Days, Blood Brothers, Born in the USA, Born to Run, Brilliant Disguise, Dancing in the Dark, Glory Days, Human Touch, Hungry Heart, Murdered, Incorporated. You know what? Let's do. Let's give them give a little Brilliant Disguise. Soften it up a little bit, but still kind of rocking. Okay. Now, Mike, this is up to you. There's what this album? Other- was that the Tunnel of Love or was that Nebraska? Um, I don't, let me see. I don't even know. It is on Tunnel of Love. Let's see. I could I could find that real uh, quick for you because now I'm uh, curious. One second. It is Tunnel of Love. How about that? All right, now Mike, this is up to you. I have another call-in. Uh, he calls in every week. His name's Thurman Merman. And uh, actually, does that name ring a bell to you at all? Thurman, uh, is that from um, Bad Santa? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Thurman Merman, he calls in every week, and whenever he requests a song, he likes me to do a super-duper hacky radio talk-up to the song. And I, Absolutely, yeah. I know you, you don't have the app running right now, so you can't uh, hear me. So, so uh, sometimes 
he will stay on the phone. Do you want to stay on the phone right now while I do a super duper duper hacky talk up for brilliant 100%, disguise? 100%. And then I will, uh, I will dip off after you hit the post. All right. I, I'm going to say goodbye to you now, Mike. Mike, I appreciate you calling in. I hope you enjoy my super duper, super duper hacky talk up. My man, baby Frank. All right, here we go. All right, next up here on the Frankie D Show on FDRS, we're playing a Jersey boy, not just any Jersey boy. We're not playing Frankie Valley. We're not playing Bon Jovi. We are playing the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Now, some people might want to hear Born in the USA. That's a good one. You might want to hear Born to Run, maybe Dancing in the Dark. We're not playing any of those. We are going with Brilliant Disguise by Bruce Springsteen here on the Frankie D Show.